ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಅಗಸ್ಯೋ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಋಷಿ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ವೆಲ್ ನೋನ್ ಅಟರೆನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಮೇಕ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಟೈಮ್ ವಿ ಚಾಂಟ್ ದಿ ಹಿಮಾನ್ ದಿ ಸೋಲಾರ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ Agasya, that is Master Jupiter, he is verily the Brahman, that is how the Vedic hymn is. He is Brahman in manifestation. And it is our good fortune and the grace of the Master Jupiter. <coughs> that we are able to gather very proximate to his ashram and have a resort to relate to him this is really a dream fulfilled as far as the followers of master cvv are concerned master cvv who declared himself as brahman emerges from the ashram which we see ahead of us in the mount which looks like a a grand sage sitting in a gracious posture to be here requires verily the grace of the master it has been my long cherished desire to locate this mount ever since i read the episode of master jwalkul along with a sage jaimini made an aerial travel from himalayas to blue mountains and when he landed in durga mountain only to be received by master jupiter and his followers this was very well narrated by master ek in the book purusha medha in telugu which is called man sacrifice in its translated version in english master jwalkul was advised by the hierarchy to get to this other ashram which is in blue mountains and was advised to be trained well in esoteric astrology for that reason he spent some time in this ashram when master ke mentioned this in the book i was enchanted to find out <coughs> where could this mount be in 1985 for the first time we i made an excursion to nilgiris 
I made in my own way some efforts to find it out, but could not. But then in 1988 there was a vision of the interior of the ashram. The year 1988 is the year of harmonic convergence. It was the time where the Halley climate visited for a second time after 1910. In 1910 the Halle Comet visited and the energies of Aquarius have been brought down to earth and Master CVV, who is an advanced initiate of the ashram of Master Agasya, he was very well awaiting to receive that energy and transmit that energy all over the globe. And the development of the planet and the beings thereafter is enormous and even stupendous. The Hale Gamut visited for the second time in 1988. That's why it is considered to be an year of harmonic convergence. That was the year where I had a very detailed vision of the ashram, the interior of the ashram, and even the abode of master within the ashram, among many other great beings of the ashram. In 1992, when I came with the Western Brotherhood, to make a seminar on Master Jupiter. We were about 42 persons. We came to the Mudaka Mandala called Uti. We conducted a three-day seminar there on Master Jupiter. And thereafter we made a pilgrimage to Kotagiri. And during that time we could, uh, I had the inner impulse that we need to go to this viewpoint which is in Kodanadu. And when we came to Kodanadu, I could very easily locate the sacred mount which is ever enchanting with the ever changing nature around it all the time throughout the day. The ever-changing nature and the ever-stable mount represent the spirit and the nature. The nature is ever-changing, the spirit is constant. The Brahman is ever-stable and then the nature around Brahman is ever-playful and we can see the whole drama of the nature with the stable Brahman represented by the mount here and the nature that surrounds it. It is very appropriately called <coughs> Durga mountain because there is a temple of Durga within the mount. It is also called the temple of Rangaswami because there is also a beautiful Krishna temple within the mount. 
Master Agastya, Master Jupiter, is known to be worshipping 18 cosmic intelligences on a daily basis. <coughs> he performs five rituals to each of these cosmic intelligences. And he is the grandest master of ritualism. He represents all the race and represents the synthesis of all. It is our good fortune that we, the followers of the Vaiti Trust, followers of Master CVV, have been drawn to the ashram of the Master. It is sheer, the sheer will of the Master that it could happen to us to be drawn so near to the ashram to experience the presence of the Master. The presence of the Master is no doubt everywhere, but to feel nearer to a physically located ashram has its own beauty. And I deeply admire all the brothers and sisters who have been taken, responded to the call of the Master and could come and bear with the out of normal natural conditions. We live in certain other conditions of nature and therefore this seem to be not so very normal. But if we start living here, this becomes normal and then our urban life, our city life becomes sub-normal. Sub the more and more we come here, we feel like being here. This is the experience of those who visited this place for more than thirty times during the last two years to make this project a reality. To visualize a, a resort is one thing. To find the place exactly suitable to our purposes is another thing. It is very surprising and even to the point of a really amazing that only this plot is available for sale and this is the plot which gives a direct view of the mountain. There is no obstruction for us to view the mount. And to get such a plot is already seen as master's grace. And then to build a structure here is not easy because it's a hill slope and it requires a special knowledge for building it. And master has arranged in the name of Mr. Mathu, a very good person, a, guru, a very good engineer, he has all the knowledge relating to building structures in the slopes and it is Master's grace that Mr. Matho is associated with us to fulfill this project. And then again, I would be failing in my duty if I do not mention the team that travelled so very regularly from Bangalore. Every morning at four o'clock, they take to the road by their cars 
travel six seven hours come here do the needful work and again in the evening return to reach bangalore by midnight or even after midnight to attend to their regular duties thereafter like that there is a very dedicated team that has worked for this project their dedication is unparalleled because i have been following up from time to time how much effort they have been making to realize the project according to a time schedule which was also envisioned it is really beautiful to notice that in 2009 for 100 mekal we made a good gathering here in the presence of the ashram of the master <coughs> and we did a fire ritual and there was a gathering of 600 persons here to experience the the drizzle the sunlight and the blessing of the master it was so imminent that everyone was so fulfilled and it was during that time a few youngsters like morali they had an idea how would it be if we have a small house here so that we can come and from time to time relate to this ashram and do deep meditations cause needed alignments within because it's only through alignment within you can relate to the ashram really you cannot relate to the ashram just with your physical eye focusing at the mount all the time you can look at the mount you can look at the surroundings and you should close your eyes to get aligned between your cerebral spiral enter into your cerebral spiral system and be there so that you would have the the splendor of the ashram visualized in a much better manner so it is this team of youngsters who had the first idea and they communicated to me then and there after the fire ritual <coughs> in 2009 when we did our 100 may call here with 600 members that was a great group life which is unforgettable group life then i thought let me think it over because the practicalities the operational difficulties so many things came into my mind but two years after it was felt that uh, the project can be realized and therefore five years hence we made the foundation stone in 2014 and in 2016 we have the project inaugurated with some more details to be worked out in a matter of <coughs> another two months each time we gather here during the last three times it was around the master's birthday first time in 2009 it was master's birthday we gathered here and we celebrated we lived in the presence of the master from 2nd august to 5th august and during that time there was also full moon of leo which is also the tithi of master's birthday then again in 2014 we gathered here on master's birthday to lay the foundation stone it was a great event 
and then in 2016 again during the full moon hours we gathered here to to celebrate the presence of the master in this resort through the group prayers because through the group the master is present in a very abundant manner it is very great coincidence that today happens to be the full moon of leo which is master's birthday and it also happens to be in the constellation dhanista which is master's birth star and it is thursday which is again relatable to the jupiter energy relating to master jupiter and then it is 18th august 18 is a number of great consequence in spiritual understanding because 18 are the imperceptible secrets of the perceptible universe the perceptible universe is made up of 24 elements of which 6 are visible and 18 are invisible and therefore to to have this gathering done on 18th august also befits the occasion and to our extreme good luck and the deep blessings of the master we are spared from the showers when we did, did the program yesterday and we continue to enjoy the mount today throughout the day because the weather is very cooperative the nature is cooperative <coughs> it is better that we as aspirants speak more of nature than of weather weather gives doesn't give you the understanding of the sublimity of nature nature means it is ever changing and in us also the nature changes so much as we wake up this morning as you may have all woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning mind you we also woke up here at 3 o'clock in the morning in tune with you we have been functioning and there would be different uh, thoughts that keep happening when monday we wake up early the earlier than the normal wake up that we do at home so many thoughts keep happening in the mind eh? which is nothing but in tune with the with individual nature some are jubilant some are a bit heavy some are a bit frustrated some are a bit joyful some are a bit irritated because it's the weather the conditions the timing and then the timing of opening at 5:30 and then waking up at 3 o'clock getting into buses at 4 o'clock traveling by the mist coming here each one would have experienced in his own being his own nature according to our nature we 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 gain the bliss or we miss the bliss after we reach here and when we start the program it's all blissful because the master is present abundantly and our nature is subdued and sublimated and even made sublime <clears throat> and therefore we are able to listen to we can do our prayers in a very <clears throat> blissful manner and also listen to this pravachana master jupiter is the master who is connected to sirius from here the ashram is in the south of india this is the first of the ashrams of the master 
and there are ashrams in south mountain ranges of australia and in south africa around the cape town cape of good hope we say that is there is a table mountain by the side of which there is a peak on the top where there is the ashram of the master and then again in south africa there is the ashram of the master around the quarter falls which we call igwazu on the planet in the southern hemisphere in every continent uh, on this the the master's ashram is available and this is the foremost of the ashrams of the master and therefore we feel lucky that we are here to relate to it the members the, the there are brothers who cooperated to make this project feasible they have all individually contributed a minimum of 100000 rupees to a maximum of 500000 rupees individually to and that 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 solidarity was demonstrated and by their collective cooperation this project could be realized so very easily and the future in future it is open uh, to all the members who have contributed for realization of this project they stand a priority and then all other members who we call as the followers of master cbv and his path of yoga they are all welcome here to stay and conduct prayers and relate to the mount and relate to the master and realign themselves to be in eternal tune with the one truth which we call the brahman that's how the the whole project is being worked out the group is so very jubilant while working from bangalore to realize this project they have brought out a notebook to all the members where the story of realization of this project visualization of this mount everything is given as a preface and there are also certain papers white papers in the book where you can make notes and they also give you a pen and along with it they have also decided to distribute to each member a woolen shawl to protect your throat because the throat center represents humanity and the throat center is the one that affects very quickly here therefore to cover the throat center which is our human center they have decided to distribute shawls besides that they have also prepared a book upon master jupiter various episodes relating to master jupiter and some of the teachings relating to him which i have been speaking from time to time in various places they made effort to gather all those teachings and then make a book out of it and that book would also be given to each of the members that attended this this group like this time besides that their inspiration did not conclude they went ahead to prepare uh, silver coins 10 grams each on which there is the picture of master jupiter that is agastya on one side and then the jupiter yantra the guru yantra on the other side these silver coins are also will also be distributed to all of you who have attended to this function and the members who contributed 
for this project, they would be given additionally one more coin as a matter of recognition. These are some of the humble contributions that are coming from the group to all the members who have gathered. I am particularly thankful to the Western Brotherhood who have enthusiastically come here all the way from Europe. They came from Europe, from Spain, from Germany, from Switzerland, only to participate with us in this function of inauguration. Thereafter, anyway, the resort is open for them to come, to stay and to relate and to relax. But nevertheless, they thought fit to come for this particular function, which shows the degree of uh, fairy aspiration that they carry with us. Normally, people who are proximate, they are much more uh, <coughs> callous uh, and uh, complacent. While those who are in distant relate to things, this is due to the degree of aspiration that one carries. I, I really feel grateful to, to every member that ended, that is attending to this group life because this group life as we organize here has many practical, physical difficulties, but members with very advanced age have also dared to come here, such as the ones who are of 80 years of age also are here. And uh, that that really makes me feel humble that how inspiration and aspiration can subdue every other consideration to come here. Not only bodily considerations, they have overcome bodily limitations, they have overcome economic situa financial situations, they have overcome their own individual health limitations. They put set aside all these considerations. They set aside monetary considerations, they set aside health considerations, they set aside age consideration, and uh, they only have one consideration, to relate to the Master and to get uh, realized and fulfilled and to move forward in evolution. That, that spirit shall have to be kept on at all costs. The rest is secondary and this is primary, which is very well demonstrated by the elder members of our group, which humbles us when we see them, how they really come all the way, put up with all the difficulties, and yet relate to the program and receive the related energies. So, so far I speak about the, the result. Now let me speak also a bit about the ashram. This ashram is, uh, related, is, is directly linked to Sirius. That's the beauty. Master Jupiter is as much as, as much in Sirius, that is the southern star, as he is in the ashram here. As you may know, Master Jupiter is a supra-cosmic entity like Varuna, like Vasistha, the Mitra, and Varuna, these two are the supra-cosmic beings. And Agasya or Varuna, they relate to the nature part of the creation, while Vasistha relates to the spirit part of the creation. We have the ashrams relating to Vasistha in Himalayas, and almost all ashrams of Mitra or Vasistha, they are in the northern hemispheres 
and they also mostly in the mountain ranges of the globe and in the southern hemisphere of the globe we have the ashrams of agastya mitra and varuna are the supra cosmic intelligences who are represented by vasistha and agastya we regularly in the morning and evening chant shamno mitra sham varuna but mostly people do not relate to the very essence of what they utter we are very routine the mind makes everything a routine and things are uttered in a routine manner not realizing the the, the profundity of these utterances to say shamno mitra sham varuna means let the spirit be at poise let the nature be at poise within us at all levels because from supra cosmic level to the cosmic from cosmic to solar from solar to planetary level there is the manifestation of nature in its gradations into which the spirit enters the spirit is like the content while <coughs> the matter or the nature is like the container the containers are in gradation of uh, the containers are in 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 a gradation of density while the content is the same spirit remains the same at all times it is the nature which is uh, very divine and semi divine and then diabolic and mundane it has nine layers in it so nature causes the difference while the spirit remains always the same when you are with the spirit the nature cooperates or when you are with the nature and understands its various gradations by your relating to the pure nature that is what we call pure consciousness which we try to gain through our chanting the names of the mother when we are in that pure state of consciousness then we are said to be in the divine nature in this divine nature all other nature can be very clearly understood and can be related to and can be experienced without nature there is no experiencing so most of the work relating to master jupiter he is enabling beings to relate well with the nature that permeates right from the most sublime to the most mundane nature that's the work as well that is why it is he who gave out lalita sahasranama this is the ashram agastyaashram is the ashram through which lalita sahasranama has come out as an initiation of lord hayagriva to master agastya that's why yesterday when we started the program here we made sure that we start with lalita sahasranama after the prayer lalita sahasranama emanated from the from the ashram that you see ahead of ahead of us in the in the eastern corner <coughs> so lalita sahasranama speaks of all the intricacies of the nature at work right from the first impulse which we call mola prakriti to the ultimate mundane principle which we call bhautika prakriti that means from the panchabhut it gives the the nature and characteristic of the five elements the nature and characteristic of the three qualities and the nature and characteristics 
of the planetary plane, the solar plane, and the cosmic plane. The beauty of Lalita Sahasranama cannot be explained in one class or one teaching because each name requires a, a, a discourse by itself. It is by virtue of the Master's grace only the thousand names of Lalita Sahasranama have all been uh, explained in simple terms so that all our members can relate to the nature within which is ninefold. The Brahman is the tenth one, while the nature is ninefold. When we know the ninefold nature in us, the ninth nature in us is we know as the divine nature, which would enable us to experience the pure existence called Brahman. So, to do that, you need to make an understanding of nature. Without understanding nature, if you try to relate to the spirit, the spirit may seem to be alluring us and you would never attain to be in that presence of the spirit. Once you make the right understanding of the nature, then it gives you the way to reach the Brahman. That's how Sri Vidya is said to be the means to experience Brahmavidya. Brahmavidya cannot be straight away experienced unless nature gives the way. It is the mother that prepares the child and hands him over to the father for further training. Initially it is the mother that has to train. Understanding of mother and relating to the mother enables us to relate to the father in a much better manner. That's why without understanding the nature that we carry within us, without understanding the nature that is around us, there is nature around us, there is nature within us. First we have to harmonize the nature which is within us, because the nature within us is ever-changing. And it has so many moods, like the moon. As moon has so many faces, so also in our nature also there are so many uh, changes that keep happening from morning till evening. That is like weather change as we say. As the weather changes outside within us also, morning we have some kind of an, a, a, an arrangement of nature in us, a combination. And after a couple of hours it is yet a different situation. Every three hours it is different. And within these three hours also, every twenty-four minutes it can change. So this ever-changing nature in us shall have to be set into order. We have to focus more upon the, the changing nature within us. Because one day it, it, it is present, one day it is not so very pleasant, one day it is morose, one day it is troublesome, one day it is frustrating, one day it is really full of tension. There are so many things that are within us. And it is not because of the outer nature, it is because of the inner nature. This inner nature shall have to be harmonized. To harmonize the inner nature, first you need to know what kind of nature that we carry within us. The observing the nature within us is one of the most important steps. That's why Master CVV, he says, having invoked me, observe what is happening within you. This observation within you is more important to harmonize the nature within you. The energy of the Master as you invoke, it causes in slow degrees equilibrating energy, energy harmonizing and then bringing the needed tranquility into our nature.
వన్స్ అవర్ నేచర్ టెన్స్ టు బి ట్రాంక్విల్ దెన్ వీ విల్ బి ఏబుల్ టు మీట్ ది ఔటర్ నేచర్ బికాస్ ది ఔటర్ నేచర్ ఈజ్ ఆల్సో ఎవర్ చేంజింగ్ వెన్ యూ హ్యావ్ ది నీడెడ్ ట్రాంక్విలిటీ నీడెడ్ పాయిస్ అండ్ నీడెడ్ స్టెబిలిటీ దెన్ యూ కెన్ మీట్ ది ఔటర్ నేచర్ వితౌట్ మచ్ డిఫికల్టీ అదర్వైజ్ వెన్ యువర్ వెన్ యువర్ ఇన్నర్ నేచర్ ఈజ్ ఎవర్ చేంజింగ్ అండ్ వైల్ ది ఔటర్ నేచర్ ఈజ్ ఈజ్ ఆల్సో ఎవర్ చేంజింగ్ ఇన్ దిస్ ఎవర్ చేంజింగ్ వరల్డ్ ఏ బీయింగ్ కెన్ ఎవర్ బీ హెట్ పీస్ హెట్ పాయిస్ అండ్ అండ్ హీ కెన్ ఎవర్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ ది కైండ్ ఆఫ్ ట్రాంక్విలిటీ విచ్ స్పిరిచువాలిటీ స్పీక్స్ ఆఫ్ మోస్ట్ ఆఫ్ ది పర్సన్స్ ఇన్ ఎ గివెన్ కండిషన్ ఇఫ్ దెర్ ఈజ్ ఎ స్లైట్ డిస్టర్బెన్స్ టు దట్ కండిషన్ దేర్ నేచర్ ఈజ్ డిస్టర్బ్ సో దిస్ డిస్టర్బింగ్ నేచర్ విచ్ ఈజ్ విత్న్ అస్ షెల్ హ్యావ్ టు బి నోటీస్ దట్ ఈస్ వాట్ వీ కాల్ అవర్ స్వభావ దట్ ఈస్ ఆల్సో వాట్ వీ కాల్ అస్ ది క్షర పురుష ఇన్ అస్ దెర్ ఈజ్ ఎన్ ఎవర్ చేంజింగ్ పార్ట్ ఇన్ అస్ వైల్ దెర్ ఈజ్ ఎ స్టేబుల్ పార్ట్ ఇన్ అస్ ది ఎవర్ చేంజింగ్ పార్ట్ షెల్ హ్యావ్ టు రిలేట్ షెల్ హ్యావ్ టు బి అండర్స్టుడ్ ఫస్ట్ బిఫోర్ యూ స్టార్ట్ స్టెబిలైజింగ్ ఇట్ ఇన్ దట్ ఆస్పెక్ట్ మాస్టర్ జూపిటర్ ఈజ్ ఆఫ్ గ్రేట్ హెల్త్ he said the spirit is anyway stable it is the nature that has to be given stability that's why his work is mostly to cause the needed repairs to the vehicle meaning the container as i was saying as souls we reside within within our nature and the nature builds its body and within that container we keep living and if the container is troublesome the one who is dwelling in that container the purusha can can never be happy therefore the master's work is to set right the container to set it in order and then to cause the needed transformations to it for that he works out the program drawing energies from higher circles that's why his energy is said to be having its higher quarter headquarter in sirius and two serious energies come through the supra cosmic entity called varuna or agasya agasya permeates right from the supra cosmic plane to sirius and from sirius to to our solar system and then in our solar system through the through the ashrams that we have in the southern hemisphere he transmits these energies so our work is mostly the work of sculpturing our own forms in sculpturing these forms normally we only think of the physical form but this physical form is capable of giving birth to a form of light this body of life, body of flesh and blood has the potential to give birth to a body of golden light that is the most important dimension relating to yoga that is being propounded by master jupiter or master cvv just like milk carries in it inherently the potential for butter milk has in it the potential for butter but unless we make unless we work with milk in a manner we do not get the butter so also in our physical body which is full of flesh and blood there is the potential for a for a, for a golden body which can be worked out through certain processes therefore yoga the science of yoga always suggests to the aspirant to submit himself to the processes unless we submit ourselves to the process 
they need a transformation does not happen. The process enables a generation of heat in us. When we do really the yoga practice, we have enough heat in us that we can meet the cold outside without much difficulty. We can meet the rain outside without difficulty. We can meet the heat outside without difficulty. We can meet the wind outside without difficulty. These are the four basic changes that we keep encountering, the cold and the heat, the the rain and the wind. All these four do not affect a, a, a true yoga student in the sense he, he, within him he develops enough heat to meet the situation and the heat gets adjusted according to the situation. See, a vital body or the pranic body that we carry, it adjusts itself to the cold, it adjusts itself to the heat, it adjusts itself to the rain, it adjusts itself to the to the gale and or wind. So this adjustment can happen to the body due to the heat that we generate through practice of pranayama in Ashtanga Yoga and through practice of prayer in Master CVV Yoga. If you really are with the prayer, you are you are you are already with the yoga process and enough heat is generated and that heat is an adjustable adjusting heat. That's what we say, master's own adjustments. The heat is adjust the heat adjusts itself to the to the heat outside or to the cold outside or to the rain outside or to the wind outside. That's how the stable form keeps happening from within the body of flesh and blood. If you keep on securing your body more and more with air conditioners during summer, with heaters in winter, and hide from rain and again and wind, you are only trying to work out your own nemesis in terms of health because the, the body does not develop the needed resistance. There is an ability for the body to develop the needed resistance. We have a prayer which is which says <coughs> the um, what we say that um, Master, please let us receive the influx of thy plenty of prana into our system so that we may resist, isn't it? We may resist disease, decay and death. The resistance shall be developed shall have to develop shall have to be to be developed from within. And that resistance is what we call the heat in the body. That heating system it adjusts itself to every season. It it has it doesn't have to uh, secure in a, in shelters. See, the more and more we are getting civilized, the more and more we are tending to be weak. The Our forefathers, they had a better ability to expose to the wind, better ability to expose to the rain, to the, to the summer and to the winter. Uh, and we, in comparison to them, seem to be very poor in our exposure to these changing weathers because we are securing more and more the body and in the process we are weakening the body. We think we are securing the body with an air conditioning. We think we are securing the body with heating systems. We think we are securing but not venturing to get into a sh- the shower of the rain. During our childhood we used to play out in the rain. Today 
there is fear of getting into the rain, there is fear of getting into the wind, there is fear of exposing to heat, there is fear of exposing to cold. Yoga should enable us to develop the needed resistance from within. When you develop inner mechanism, supportive mechanism, you don't have to so much report, depend upon outer mechanism. Just like if your legs are strong, you don't need a stick to walk, isn't it? But right from the childhood, if we start walking with the sticks, your legs do not help you. Same principle applies in, a, in another dimension in yoga. You develop inner strengths, and these inner strengths enable you to respond well to the to the objective world, to the outer world. That's how in yoga a true yogi would have had developed his a body of great resistance and a body of senses which are which do not need uh, uh, spectacles today right from the childhood people are getting into spectacles because their eyes their eyes do not function and the ears do not function all the five senses are in their very subnormal state because the inner development is not made through the right practices yoga enables us to develop these body of the seven tissues. Yoga enables us to develop the body of five senses in us. The five senses in their synthesis would give you the extra sense which we call the extra sensory perception. Yoga gives us this extra sensory perception. Once the heat is developed in the body through prayers, slowly you will also develop from within the other senses like a sense of touch. You feel a sense of gentle touch within and a subtle touch. You feel a gentle sense of <coughs> sight, sense of hearing. These things happen and these transform into extra sensory perceptions in us. Without these extra sensory perceptions, you cannot see that which is hidden by the, the grass nature. The veil cannot be lifted unless you develop the extrasensory perceptions in you. And the extrasensory perceptions are possible only when the body is put to enough heat within. When the heat is generated from within, slowly, just like as you put on the stove, the milk gets the needed transformations. And when the milk is well heated, and thereafter it is retained for a while and churned, you get the butter. Likewise, in the process of you are getting the butter, what we call the process of the, the formation of butter is what we call formation of golden body. But before formation of golden body, there are certain facilities you gain through regular prayer. Firstly, you have the needed heat in the body, and this heat causes uh, synthesizing the seven tissues in the body. To, give, to, to provide a scope for giving birth to the eighth tissue, which you call ojani. The most sublime tissue in our body is what we call sukla. That is the, 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 the seventh of the tissues. We have sukla, and then we have majja, and then we have uh, the charma, twak we call it, and then we have rasa, rakta, Mamsa and Asti, these are the seven tissues of which the seventh tissue exists in us in the Sahasrara. You, you may always be reciting really Lalita Sahasrama, 
But if you see the seven centers that are mentioned in Lalitra Sahasrama recitation, when you think of the Sahasraram Vujarudha Sukla Samsthita, that is how it says. In Sahasrara you find Sukla Samsthita, meaning in the form of Sukla the mother's face in Sahasrara. And in Ajna the mother says as Majja, Majja Samstha Hamsavati, like that we say when it comes to Ajna Chakra. When it comes to Visuddhi, we say Tvak, meaning the skin. And when we say the Anahata Chakra, we speak of Rakta, Rudhra Samsthita, like that. Tvak at Visuddhi and Rudhira at Anahata. And that and again at solar plexus or Manipuraka, you have rasa. <coughs> and then you, thereafter in Swadhisthana you have majja. And in Muladhara you have asti, meaning the bones. So the problems of bones are relatable to the problems of Muladhara. Likewise, all the seven tissues are in the seven centers relating to our body. When these seven centers in the body are put to alignment, through the practice of prayer or yoga, then slowly it gives birth to needed heat and development of the eighth tissue, which you call ojani. And then the ninth tissue comes as tejas, ojas and tejas. This is how the, the heat slowly causes the needed transformations. When once ojas is formed, then you are nearer to forming the butter. And when Tejas is formed, it is already formation of butter in you, meaning the golden body, a body of light. That body is the body of great comfort. With that body, you can experience this universe in a much better manner. With that body, you remain immortal. With that body, you, 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 you are into the, the divine part of this creation. And the yoga practice is meant for that. Normally we join into the path of a master and try to practice his path of yoga. But we are bogged down with so many other things, even within the uh, groups. We are bogged down about our morning arrangements, about our shelter, about our food, about our clothing. Even in group lives also relating to the master and then enabling the alignment to happen, so that once we, only when the alignment happens within, we have these tissues getting into a kind of uh, agreement for formation of the eighth tissue or ninth tissue. Unless this eighth tissue or ninth tissue is, is formed, we are not doing the right thing by being in the yoga practice of Master Siddhi. My emphasis to all the members at all times is, you should not deviate from the very purpose for which you try to relate to Master CVV. Master CVV has come to us only to enable that all our planetary energies are reorganized. Jeevulalo, Grahagatulanu, Sakka Jesi. Isn't it? That's how we say. He has done a lot of experiment to, to make a faster evaluation of this humanity. That's why Master Ike in his little stanza he says, Golantara Vijnanamu Sadhinchi. Master Sivivida did lot of experiments to see how best to help the humans. 
and with that base with having gained the key for quicker transformation of humans he has come out with a, a formula of prayer which would cause the needed planetary adjustments so unless the planetary adjustments within you happen they do not gain the needed alignment so planetary adjustments happen through prayer jivulalo grahagatalanu sakha chesi సూక్ష్మదేహమరత్వము సాధించి వాహికలుగా జీవులను స్వీకరించి ఆల్ దీస్ ఆర్ ది ఎసెన్షియల్ ఆబ్జెక్టివ్స్ ఆఫ్ మాస్టర్ సివి యోగా ఇఫ్ యు ఆర్ ఎంగేజ్ విత్ సో మెనీ అదర్ థింగ్స్ అదర్ దాన్ దిస్ దెన్ యు ఆర్ నాట్ డూయింగ్ ఎనీథింగ్ దట్ వుడ్ రియల్లీ పుట్ యూ టు ది ర్యాపిడ్ డెవలప్మెంట్ దట్ ది మాస్టర్ ఇంటెన్షన్స్ టు హ్యావ్ టు హ్యావ్ ఫర్ అస్ సో దట్స్ వేర్ ది ఎఫ్ఎస్ఎస్ హ్యాస్ టు బి ఈవెన్ వెన్ వీ కమ్ హియర్ we 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 will no doubt we seek the cooperation of the devas we do ganapati puja and seek his cooperation we we also do other pujas we do the ritual it's all to to seek the cooperation of the devas for what in our effort to get a, to get better alignment but the most important thing to do for better alignment is to sit as much time as you can as many times as you can and then involve the master and get inside your own vertebral column which is called the vantistambham veda that is the single pillared single pill single pillared house like a lighthouse it's a lighthouse which you get within your vertebral column try to enter into it with the invoking the presence of the master visualize that you are in a, a pillar of light and then there is on the top of the pillar there is a huge globe which is the cerebral system which is full of light and in this lighted column from cerebral spinal from cerebral system to spinal column in that column you keep moving and request the master to make the needed adjustments so that the the tissues would find their own transformation through a process of heat unless this happens do not aggrandize yourself that you are <coughs> a, a follower of the path of master cvv yoga do not call yourself a medium unless you are in that process of being transformed in the cerebral spinal column for that what is most important is to stay within as much was as possible stay with it as much as possible in the train when you travel in the flight you can when you when you travel instead of relating to so many other things around you you can just sit quiet and relate with them as you proceed into sleep you can you can relate to this the spinal column and then relate to the cerebral spinal column in totality that is the lighthouse in us and then keep relating to with it this is how you have to utilize your time otherwise time passes away in all these mundane arrangements that we keep make, making for the comfort of our body as much time as you give to this prayer so much you are benefited but even doing this prayer cannot be a vague doing it has to be with the necessary knowledge that is the knowledge which is being supplied through through the teaching stay quiet stay stable stay comfortable 
you are not desired of any difficult pastor. Any pastor is okay, that's how the master said. The pastor has to be comfortable. The pastor has to be so very comfortable that you stay stable physically. If the pastor is comfortable, you don't have to move. It gives you the stability. Stira Sukhavasanam is thus given a new definition by Master E.K. In the sense, if you are comfortable in your pastor, you remain stable. And then relate to the Master, enter within, and then be in the column, and keep on relating to the light in the column, and that, and also visualize what is happening within the column. And the Master himself does lot of adjustments in us. He himself stimulates different types of respirations in us. It has happened to many who have become Masters that the respirations take to different modalities, different ways of respiration. Sometimes you respire more, sometimes you do not, sometimes you are only with the pulsation. So many things, the adjustments are done by the Master. That's why the Master says, I do the repair, you just stay within. When he says, you must stay within, that's it, that's all. Because if you must stay within, meaning you have to stay within and observe what is happening within. And then when if this condition fulfilled, the master does the needed adjustments. The, as I said, firstly the heat gets generated. Secondly, you feel greater comfort in prayer. Thirdly, you feel a kind of warmth in the body. As long as that warmth is generated and you are experiencing that warmth, slowly in you you gain many perceptions and you would have many experiences which the Master wants you to make note. Thereafter, slowly the tissue formation, the extra, the additional tissue formation which I speak of, the eighth or ninth tissue formation becomes possible. This is what we should enable uh, to happen within us. And that is the major work of the ashram relating to the south. It works with the form so that the indweller can experience the beauty of nature. It, he can also experience the beauty of Brahman. It is not, without experiencing the nature as it permeates as it pervades all these planes, just trying to get to Brahman is ignorance and it doesn't give you the needed knowledge, nor do you really get the bliss. Therefore, the Master says, stay within. And his work is to transform the various layers of our nature. And there are nine layers of nature for the tenth one whom we call the Brahman. Therefore, these nine natures shall have to be put into order. That's the work of uh, this ashram of Sirius, which is which we call Dagstar or Dattatreya Mandala. It is therefore said that uh, Master Jupiter and Lord Dattatreya, they are functioning in unison for bringing out this kind of uh, transformation on this planet. For that reason we are here, that we should know and keep uh, relating to all that is happening around in this place and uh, as far as possible 
carry the energies with you as you go home and work with them so that would be very helpful to us otherwise uh, we would only be making one more excursion to this nilgiris and get back <coughs> to our good luck today we have the the reservoir where you see ahead us it is called bhavani reservoir it is uh, the reservoir which uh, which also adds uh, the kind of synthesis to the sastram because water gives the needed synthesis anywhere where there is no water there no synthesis is possible that's why it is recommended by the cs that we are nearer by nearer to a water resource when we do these practices and that is also very well fulfilled in this place a tirtha and a kshetra enables us to experience the divinity and his splendor so may that happen to all of us i have in a very speedy manner covered many things you may have to listen to it again and again to to gain the practice what i would what all i have said is an account of the experience that i gained through through years by practicing regularly the prayer so you too shall have to get into it and then you get the vision when you get the vision you you only you would even go to the point of experiencing what is within the mount otherwise you get satisfied with the outer form of the mount what is within the mount is much more than <coughs> what is expressed by the mount through its outer form the outer form as i said is one fourth it is mortal isn't it padasya vishva bhutani tripadasya amrutam devi it is a great statement in veda the mortal part the divine part is within the mount that cannot be experienced unless you get within and then you stay within and you do the related work as is proposed by master cvv yoga master cvv yoga is no different from the eightfold path of yoga in the eightfold path of yoga there are steps which the practitioners keep working one after the other but in master cvv yoga as you are regularly practicing the few instructions unconsciously you would be fulfilling every step of the eightfold path of yoga this is my experience all the eight steps of yoga like yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi all these steps of progress are made to be made to experience when you are with this prayer this is the beauty that's the beauty of a teacher a teacher he leads you by a different path by which you reach when successively gaining the needed knowledge knowledge is also gained success successively it's not that you miraculously gain some some state of a beingness and you do not know how you reach there the beauty of the path of the master and the beauty of the hierarchy is that you know every step that you have progressed it's a conscious progress just like when we travel from various parts to this place we consciously know what are all the stations we passed through and where there are major junctions where we, there was a change you have made various changes before you reach here all this tomorrow if someone asks you to explain 
how to reach this Kodanadu. He has the knowledge to guide them. Why? Because you know the various <coughs> stages through which he have come through. Likewise, in the path of realization, every simple single step is realized. The beauty with the Master is he, he leads you by knowledge. He doesn't lead you in a very mystical, blind way. That's why he says, I am as much a scientist as I am a mystic. So therefore the mystery is clear and the science is, enables us to see through and even impart this knowledge to others. Therefore the emphasis upon entering into and relating to the adjustments that happen within us. Please make it your daily priority, lest let other things wait. Your breakfast can wait, your cup of coffee can wait, your lunch can wait, everything else can wait, but try to see how much you can give time to this prayer. And just for six o'clock in the morning, six in the evening as a routine is not really helpful. It is only a method by which you gain the taste for prayer. Once you gain the taste for prayer, then you Every given occasion you try to close your eyes and get with him. Instead of seeing this newspaper, that newspaper, seeing this magazine, that magazine in the train, or chatting with all others, you can turn within and do this practice. This I have seen with Master Rike. Master Rike, whenever he had a little leisure, he was turning within. To turn within is most important. Antar Mukha Samaradhyaya. Bahir Mukasazurlabha, meaning as long as you are in the outer world, it is impossible to experience what you wish to experience through your association with the Master of Wisdom. It is mostly turning within. Ultimately, what remains for a spiritual aspirant is tapas. That's all. Tapas means fiery aspiration. Fiery aspiration means given any moment you would turn with him. Just like a, a boyfriend, any moment he thinks of the girlfriend, or the girlfriend thinks of boyfriend, all the time they think. They cannot but, isn't it? That is fiery aspiration. What we call love in divine violence is fiery aspiration. Your love for the divine, your love for the truth, should, should turn you within. You should turn within at every given moment in, when there is a non-essential activity. Essential activity, yes, we have to attend to. Non-essential, reduce it. Be ruthless in reducing the non-essential activity. Because it is the non-essentials that slowly dissipate our energy and we get diffused totally. This diffusion is on account of association with non-essentials. The focus is lost, remembrance is lost, forgetfulness plays very high. All this is because we are with non-essentials. We have to be cutting down the non-essentials as much as we can. That is the most important aspect for a disciple. We cannot go on wasting time in non-essentials, while we are associated with a master of wisdom. So may this be also noted while I was about to conclude. 
something more has come and i have expressed it and thank you one and all throughout the day the, the you would have you are unable to get into the terraces also because after 9 o'clock the terraces are also very pleasant and at every level there is a terrace and there is a hall and try to relate and try to talk as little as possible i would like to see with 454 or 500 persons within this uh, uh, retreat center i would like to see how much silence would be maintained because given a chance we would like to talk given a chance we should try to be silent that is the purpose we have to reverse many of the practices that we carry with us unless we reverse the reverse the processes the inversions do not uh, Set, uh, get get set we are all we stay inverse and we have to reverse these inversions and by while we know while in practice we are not so very uh, alert about these things most of these things i said have been said before and i say it again and we try to regather for our fire ritual at 9 o'clock and in the meanwhile try to maintain silence and uh, have your breakfast 9:30 so you have one and a half hours time to maintain silence <laughs> keep looking around keep look to the sky look to the wind look to the mountains look to the <laughs> water reservoir look to so many things and uh, and look within and see that you do not talk much this this is the fundamental we have to work out in this retreat center we built a retreat center in vishakhapatnam also there also it was supposed to be a, a a place of silence and we keep building retreat centers but we do not really retreat isn't it we come to we say we have come to retreat retreat means reaching this house is not getting reaching the retreat the house is your own being your own body and into the innermost chamber of your own body if you retreat you are into the retreat into the center of the retreat you are into the center of the retreat when you get into the deepermost chamber of the heart where you meet the column of light that's where you have the retreat the true retreat the, the true retreat is the cerebrospinal column so that you keep doing it from time to time and keep silent and in retreat center maintain the needed silence thank you varunam repetition is no good i have repeated a lot thank you very much